welcome to this week's MadAxman.com lockdown podcast. This week we've got the usual chit chat on painting, buying soldiers and all that kind of stuff. We've also got a tribute to Tim Brooke Taylor and Andy's quiz returns for another astonishing week. So sit back, enjoy the podcast. This means war. And welcome to week four of the Mad Axman Lockdown podcast. We've got six faces, or in fact, five faces, and not my video um, on this Zoom call because um, my new my webcam seems to have gone wrong. And, and if I put video on, I'm upside down, which I think is that's Simon, that's your specialism, isn't it? Yeah, that's my normal view of the world, normal antipodean view of the world. So, so, so we've got that turned off. Um, looks like Dave's in his painting bunker, painting as we speak. Andy, yes, are, you, are you in a kitchen there or a... Yep, this yep. is the living room. You're in a kitchen. Yes, it's, um, it's how we escape from the dread of Coronation Street and other shit like that. The wife oh. Right. Peter, um, you're, you're in a, a back room there, I think. That looks like yes, sort of banished to it. Uh, it looks like you've been... back room painting away. And, and you've been growing some serious facial hair since lockdown. The advantage of not going into the office. Yeah, it's just... Um, it just keeps encroaching further and further. It's like spreading. Pretty nautical. That's all good. Simon, you're in um, you're in the kitchen there. Yep, my office. I can see you've got a range of different coloured rubber gloves. I, I assume they're both for um, the, for, I, I won't even ask. We won't. Yeah, best not to ask. <laughs> no. You've had been... them a couple of years, Simon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nobody's been on a plane for a long time, so we could all forget about that. And then Tamsin, you're in your your world of painting. Uh, no, I'm in my living room. I can, see, I can see box files behind you. They must be for soldiers, not for. Yeah, for the soldiers, they're, wait, they're on the table waiting to be filled. Fantastic. And did you get much, um, a, just a rush of extra blog traffic and comments from from the 70 or 80 people or so far who've downloaded last week's podcast? I haven't checked the stats, but I have gained two followers, so... That's quite good. Oh, look, well, look, we'll, whether, we'll that's, take... whether that's for, from the podcast or elsewhere, I don't know. Well, look, we'll take credit from that because we're all oh, shameless yeah. bastards really here. That's it. And then, um, and I think also to start, it's normal beer time. Here we go. This is an American pale ale. Dave, I think you'll have had this one. It's, it's Boundary. It's in a, oh. one of the big cans. Oh, oh you've got the, oh, you've, got, you've almost got the same. Okay. My boundary, um, my one's called Bingaling. Bingaling. Yeah. Mine's, mine's boundary. Okay. So we're both going big cans today then. But Bingaling is made by boundary. Bingling from Boundary. Okay. Yeah, this is I thought that was a, I thought yeah. that was something from from Australia. You know, uh, out back somewhere near Whoop Whoop. I thought it was something that needed treating. <laughs> we think life is best when shared and enjoyed with others, and we think the same about beer. So, oh, no, this is from Belfast. Yeah. Not really or Australian. Something, or something to do with Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. It could be as well. Indeed. He had so, his own. He sang about it. Oh, right. Oh, yes, I suppose he did, yeah. Um, so, look, I'll, I'll go around um, starting in my top left then. So, Mr. Webb, you, you actually look like you're intently painting as we speak. So, so what's gone on the painting table in the last week? Well, I had uh, good success with the uh, recovery of the Golden Normans, thanks to Townsend. Uh, thank Fantastic. you very much for that. It worked! <laughs> <laughs> you sound more surprised than we did. <laughs> you, what, you mean you never actually tried it before? You just made that up on the fly? That's pretty good. 
I had done it a few years ago, but that was a 28 millimetre figure. So, uh, that makes a difference. So, how yeah, did it, it work quite well? It looked good. So, did you, did you mix the inks or did you just do black and then blue? Um, I mixed them. Um, okay. I had, um, I actually had purple and blue from um, the same one you were on about. The, okay. um, um, the wallpaper. <laughs> Um, so mixed those up um, gave it a wash across that took away um, any of the gold that was inlaid and then uh, did a nice dry brush of um, um, plate mail over the top of it so it actually picked it up quite nicely gave it some depth yeah, that's good so and then just even the dry brush didn't because sometimes with the inks you put any extra paint on and it, it kind of makes the inks run again but um, I guess the dry brush didn't do that. Ah, um, uh, no, the, the joys of the uh, the nice uh, British weather actually being warm for once and painting outside in the uh, in one evening uh, <coughs> managed to dry it out quite nicely. So um, mm. got it on, got it through. Um, now got some uh, nice Norman Knights to go charging around the uh, the battlefield with. Now I'm Fantastic. going and just started on the uh, dismounts for them. You know, lots of uh, two hand. Uh, nights for when they dismount to be able to take on the elephants and everything else um so i can actually get it set up properly for when i do the normans in sicily and such like well andy's what's probably got some nice about the pack is that um you get half of them are swordsmen and half of them are spearmen so if yeah. you could in theory put the figures together in such a way so that when you dismount them you've got the choice as to whether you want to portray well, them as spear sword well, that's what I was going to ask everybody, because I was thinking of um, um, mounting them on uh, strips of four. So I can do a strip of four spearmen, a strip of four swordsmen. So yeah. depending on how I want to do it, I can say the one that um, it actually is, is the front rack one. So if that's I wanted exactly to what I've done. spearmen, yeah. That's, that's, that's like using old school DBM proper, proper basing to, to get extra flexibility. That's brilliant. Absolutely. Plus, there's certain ones in ADLG and others where you have the half and halves, um, spear, bow. Yeah, that's so true, actually. Good point. Makes it a lot easier to be able to mix them up. And the, the Normans are nicely generic, you know, used all, all over the periods. Um, so they'll fit in quite nicely in a good few armies. Yeah, actually, there is a few of those armies with the, the half and half, sometimes with the crossbow. I'm trying to remember which ones it is, whether there's which ones it is in that Dark Age period. Yeah, well, the Sicilian Norman late version, the one for the strat for the strategist competition, they've got that option of their spear and crossbow mixed unit. So th those bases could be used for those as well. Which is Peter in Sicily. Uh -huh, there yeah. he goes. Have you ever been to Sicily? Uh, no, I was due to be sailing around there, funnily enough. Oh, sorry um, to bring that it up. It got stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, touchy subject. That'd be yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, uh, we were due to be doing the um, Middle Sea race, which is from Malta around Sicily, then back. Okay, on a on a something footer. He said, "You know, something footer is a little bit of my knowledge of, of sailing." Yeah, basically. something footer. That that's fine. That'll do. Okay, but do. Um, move, moving on to painting Normans and um, painting some more World War Two Germans um, with the uh, what they call the Nerf, Nerf, the, the, Nerf. Yeah, the, the ones with the barrels, yeah. the artillery. Nebelwerfer. Nebelwerfer. That's it. Nebelwerfer. Now that one. Right. Later to become the um, office weapon of choice, the Nerf gun for IT. Yeah, Nerf guns. 
This is all your Hello. private world of it, it, the it crowd, Simon. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's been so it's been <laughs> Norman's, way too well. So it's been Holy Roman Empire and um, and Second World War Germans for you all week then. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So Simon, you I've seen some stuff on. Um, well, you've done. You've actually fought a battle as well, I think. Um, but I've seen some stuff of your painting um, appear on Facebook throughout the week. So you must have, um, you know, you must have not gone out at all. Yeah, um, um, I, I was going to have uh, lunch with friends, go in the park, you know, go for a quick trip over to the continent and all that. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered, so I decided to stay at home, paint toy soldiers all weekend. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so since we, um, it's been quite nice and sunny and all that, I actually managed to get a lot of flocking and spray painting done. So I've now f almost finished my ancient British, uh, 15 mil ancient British army for ADLG. So I've now based and flocked up um, 13 chariots and including a couple of gen and, and also some, some generals, plus about 20 medium and heavy foot warband combinations. So um, they're all uh, of varying pretty colors and all of that. So just waiting for my decals to arrive. Because apparently, um, if you um, put, try, try put 25 mil decals on a 15 mil figure, it doesn't work. Still doesn't. You still don't manage to fix that over the last two weeks then? <laughs> no, because they still haven't arrived yet. They were uh -huh. dispatched on uh, Tuesday. Okay. Well, does Benny Vidovici have like a clever online digital ordering stock inventory? Or, or did the bloke just send you an email? Um, no, I actually went to uh, Magister Militia and bought them okay. through, the, through them. So, um, oh, yeah, that's pretty Royal, slick, isn't it? Yeah, I'm guessing Royal Mail is a little bit, uh, a little bit busier, more important thing. So, yeah. in fairness, yeah. So, I finished my uh, Ancient British, and then for an army that was meant to be coming to, uh, to Roll Corps a few weeks ago, I finished basing up the 20 mil um, Chin Chinese army. So, that's for to be played in ADLG 25 mil. So there's um, six lead heavy chariots, um, plus a whole bunch of medium swordsmen and um, mixed foot and variety of other infantry. So they all got flocked and um, painted up and all that. So and uh, matte varnished. So they are looking rather spectacular. So are, are they are they all plastic, or did you say the chariots were metal? So the only lead in the entire army is the chariots and the two artillery pieces. I, um, I bought off a new line design to I bought the chariots from. I bought um, their Roman um, stone thrower and a bolt thrower because you know, yeah. it makes it's a nice obvious artillery piece. The stone thrower is the heavy one. The bolt thrower is the medium artillery. Add a few Chinese figures to it. Ta-da! So they're lead. The rest of the army is plastic. Another, is it all one one particular manufacturer, or is there you know Strelitz? Is it and other people like that? Or yeah. There, there's about five different ranges because why make your life easy by <laughs> buying from one vendor? Let's find five different ranges. So, um, so probably looks um, more interesting anyway because otherwise they, they look very generic. Yeah, so it, it definitely gives that Chinese effect of yeah, you know, different troop types, different flavors. So like you know the levy, the, the like levy, um, the um, the Khan's guard for the later armies or the, the, the noble, uh, noble mounted look very proper because they're the Italieri, very sharp, very um, nice armor and all that. Just, and then the medium cavalry who are just basically barbarian riffraff in the scheme of the army. They're just guys on horses with lots of bows and all that. So it um, looks quite cool. 
but some of the models are woeful. So, um, yeah, the quality is um, definitely at the five foot range. Don't get any closer. <laughs> what is that one particular manufacturer or is it just a few ropey ones across all of them? Uh, it was one particular manufacturer. I think it was called um, Redbox, um, who the quality was just diabolical. Um, just no, no matter what you did to try to um, to um, you know clean the model up, shave it off with it with a razor, with a razor blades and things like that, it just never would come up properly. Um, so yeah, it was definitely red box. So their Korean infantry were horrible. Um, their mounted were not bad. Um, then it, as it gets better along, Caesar miniatures. Who Tim, you might remember, we yeah. used Caesar miniatures yep. for Force on Force. Hmm. Good. Um, not completely hard plastic, but not completely soft. But they're a re they've got some really good ranges. They do like Ming, um, Chin Chinese, all the other ones, and then finally ending up with it Italieri, who makes them almost on par with I reckon with um, Perry Plastics for quality. Wow! wow. So wow. they're really impressive. Yeah. But you couldn't do the whole range in Italieri, or did you just want more variety? Um, no, because Italieri only have two boxes. You have um, Mongol heavy mounted, or I think Mongol light mounted. <laughs> oh right, okay. So you use those for the um, sort of tribal cavalry troops, or in generic yeah. Chinese. Yeah, isn't well. there? Um, one of the other manufacturers doing sort of like Mongols and everything else. They do like Scandinavians and all sorts. Are you talking like uh, Fireforge Games? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, I do want to use them because they're 28 mil. And since the bulk of the army is 20 mil, I wanted the figures to be a little bit smaller. So then when you put them against, say, my uh, 25 mil Lanchnecks, you'd really get that difference of height of, you know, a six foot um, German guy with a very, you know, very large pike versus a smaller Asian, Asian guy with the two handed sword. Yeah, I've got, I've got uh, I think I've got a box of those Fireforge Mongols as part of my as yet to be started enormous plastic mixed arab army to try and do sort of head swaps and body swaps and mm. stuff like that but but it depends how long um long long lockdown goes on they might be creeping <laughs> up on painting painting queue as well but then you also had a by the looks of it you had a game of um of adlgr which um looked intriguing maybe we'll we'll come back to that once we've gone around the painting yeah. questions uh, ask you about that so so Andy Galaxy A3, um, as it says here on screen, um, is this? Uh, has been another week of, of Vikingy, Normany, all sorts of hairy people with beards. Yeah, hairy beardy people. Yes, I've um, I've now done six units of Bondi, uh, three of swords and three of spears, and I've just about finished uh, the two units of uh, berserkers. So I've I've actually got them in front of me, glued on bases. They're, I've run out of Bostic, so I'm using Gorilla Glue, so it takes a while to dry. But I'm in the basing phase for the um, for them, so I'm going to tilt the phone so you might be able to see them. Oh, just about, yep. You can see them there, yep. Yeah, so, yep, so they take me most of today to do. And uh, some of the guys have got two heads. Admittedly, one, one of the heads is kind of held on the back of an arm, looked like it's chopped off somebody else. Oh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I wasn't quite sure what colour to paint the uh, bear and wolf skins, but very nice chap on um, uh, Facebook gave me a few tips as to you know what colours to use and dry brush and color, you know going over them and things like that. So, uh, okay. so what was that? Because you know, I must admit I've always struggled with. Well, no, I've I've done grey ones, which I think have I've always thought it's quite simple. You know, it's black with 
with a couple of different layers of, of lighter gray on it but the brown one for a thing i've i've just always struggled and they just look like a big rug um yeah, i don't know if there's, <laughs> there's a different cleverer way of doing it it's basically a bear skin so that's basically what it is i mean here they are from the from the back if that helps but no, what, um, what was the, what was the technique though what was the the technique right. was described well the technique as described because he just painted some young some some young vikings uh, which one or two guys were wearing fur, furry coats so um the technique for the brown for the brown bears is start off with very dark brown then you do a lighter brown with a bit of uh, orange in it and then go back over it with dry brush it with brown okay tamsin you're looking puzzled over that one is that are you a, a, a somebody who um paints bare skins at all or is it just I haven't for a while. Um, I normally do do it sort of a grey or brown, then a wash, then a dry brush. But that's sort of and sort of rinse, repeat. Do a few. I do that a few times. So. So you just get lighter with the dry brush then, rather than this slightly mixed Andy version of finishing with a darker dry brush. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Unusual one. Yeah. It, it's just something. I, Maybe I suppose part of the problem is bare skin is just kind of like a brown rug. And, and yeah. maybe there isn't clever to do it. Okay. And then, um, actually, Tamsin, coming to you then, um, what's right. what's been on your painting thing this week? What can we look forward to seeing on the blog? Well, I people who've followed the blog will already have seen seen the men at arms, which are finished off basing. Yep, it's, very impressive. Look, I look good on mass individually. They look scrappy as buggery. <laughs> I suppose they should. They should. They? They've been ploughing through the fields yeah. of, of northern France. Uh, they've got the first forty-eight longbowmen done. Oh dear, okay. that's a that's a lot of longbowmen. Whoa, and. About sixty percent of the way through the final twenty-four. So, from that many, does that mean you're going eight to a base then? Twelve to a base. Uh, six to a base. Sorry. Six to a base. That's an awful lot of longbowmen then. For um, because I yeah. I ended up with a, an maximum. awful lot maximum. Well, I suppose that's what we all do, isn't it? Because I'm. I am questioning that, and the reason I'm questioning that is I did exactly the same, so I've got maximum number of longbowmen as well. Um, but Do you ever those, use them? Um, I've used them a couple of times, but I think I quickly found that the, in the army list, going with maximum number of longbowmen doesn't really leave you enough for any you of the other troops that win the game. They, they get stomped, I find. Yeah, yeah, that's a much quicker way of. Of, of saying exactly what I just said, but, but without making me sound such a bloody idiot, <laughs> forgetting them all and trying to play with it. But but the I did um, my kind of longbowman thing was doing detachable stakes because I'm I'm always kind of slightly in two minds about having stakes mm. as a, a non-space occupying marker type thing. So so what I did with mine was I I put a small bit of metal foil on the front of the base, kind of glued it flat to the front of the base in front of the longbowman, then did my basing over the top of it so it disappears, and then used some of um, Dave's kind of magic magnets and stuck them on the bottom of stakes cut out of um, big um, kebab skewers. So 
So you can actually put the stakes in front of the, the longbowmen and they stick to the base. Um, so the stakes have got a little bit of clumpy stuff down the, the bottom of them, but you can just lift them off or not. And you can have either longbow bases with stakes or without just by having a tiny strip of metal foil hidden underneath your basing material um, on the, the front part of the base. So it's quite a cute um, little thing to, to do. Um, Simon, you're looking puzzled. Have I failed to describe that coherently? Or? No, no, no I, I do remember seeing your um, your detachable fortifications and they gave me the idea to um, blatantly copy your idea and use it for my um, long moment. <laughs> okay, all right. It's worked. I'm just about here thinking about how many days it'd take me to lose them all. Well, the thing is, those bloody magnets, it's impossible to lose them. What it does mean, they end up stuck to the side of your tin and mm. then you like end up reaching in there and impaling yourself. It's kind of like going into a bear trap or something like that. Oh, that sounds more like it. I do that with my pikemen because I didn't file down the metal points. Oh, that's grim. That's grim. Well, Dave, you're, you're down there in the corner. Still, You're literally painting as we speak. What's what's going on in Dave painting world? So the Scythians are... Well, Scythians is finished. And Excellent. There's enough Scythians for an army, but there's some options to still be done. But in the last week, I've moved on to Samurai. Hey. Oh, you're wading into that then. So there's probably six bases of bowmen done. Because last week you were debating on, on 100 different painting techniques and which one to go for, weren't you? I'm still debating on the painting techniques. Where's, where's your head at at the moment? Well, I started off, I, I sprayed them black. I've tried dry brushing them grey and then inking black over. I've done various things, but I think I've come up with something which looks fine. I mean, they look really good, but as I keep saying, I think once you've painted an army, at the end of painting an army, you kind of know how to paint that army better next time. Mm. Dave, have you seen the uh, Osprey uh, free downloads this week includes a book on the Samurai, which is the later ones? Oh, hello. I've, I've downloaded it, but it, I was just looking for it and it seems to have disappeared. It doesn't it seem to have gone into my iBooks. Is that... No, I think you'd have to download it and move it there. It doesn't come down. I think you have to go into the Osprey site and download it from there. Yeah. Once, I think I think you put the order. PC, but not on. Well, on, onto my Mac Airbook thing, but not onto the iPad. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I got the um, the Polish one this week, um, but I've not opened it yet. I don't know if anybody's yeah, had a the, purchase. I, it. I got that one as well, just because it looked nice. Yeah. Any, anything good in it? Um, no, I haven't, looked, I haven't really looked at it yet. I just downloaded it, but um, okay. yeah, and I got the Falchikoviaga one as well. So um, yeah, I got that just in time for when I finished flocking and finished painting them. <laughs> and you were just able to <laughs> confirm that yours looked absolutely perfect. Then, obviously, I, I was like going, they must have taken some pictures out of it and put it in the book. They must have done it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, what reference? <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, go back. So, your your samurai then. So, you you sprayed them black. Sprayed them black. Then, so well, first of all, I tried to, as we saw when I started, I, I sort of um, dry brushed or put some detail in in cream sort of thing, bone, which didn't work. So what I've ended up doing is picking out a little bit of detail in white. Um, they, 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 they look really good. They've come out quite well. I'm, I'm putting, le I'm doing a less is more. But I'm, I'm, a few of them I'm filling in some of the, laces and things like that 
Okay. So, so, so them. And the bows I've done in sort of three different colours, like they're lacquered. Ah, uh, that's how you get some colour into an otherwise fairly black army then. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've actually got um, 16 Ashiguru on the table. Okay. So I'm also thinking I'm going to get some black um, gloss. Uh, you can get bottles from Palaiso, can't you? So I can maybe do some gloss, paint on some gloss at the end. Hmm. And are the Ashigaru going to be in the, um, the Wargamer standard of one blue unit, one green unit, one red unit? Is that uh, the law? They're all going to be black. They're all going to be black. It's just going to be a, the Matthew Corvinius's Black Samurai Army. Well, the Ashiguru I'm using is the followers, the yeah. of spearmen. Let's see if it's all black. I mean, it sounds like a perfect army to paint. You know, you get them all up, you <laughs> spray paint them black, do a bit uh, of flesh colours, there you uh, go, you're uh, done, uh, flocking uh, it. No, sorry, sorry, Peter, we're, we're not playing Warhammer 40,000. We actually have three <laughs> colours in this system. Look, okay. But I'm very pleased with my general. Hmm. The first general I've done, because I've done him with the... So he's supposed to be... The whole army's supposed to be Shingen... Kinshen, or his name is. Hold yeah, on. I think I've been to that metro station. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you got it. Um, and I found his actual banner, which I forgot the name of, the Kurisan. Uh, anyway, I found his banner. And I've actually painted the Japanese characters, which there's um, 14 characters on a, on a Eureka banner. What, on a 15 mil banner, you've painted 14 yeah, yeah, different yeah. kanji script characters. I'm somewhat amazed having seen that. Dave, no, no, I can see, actually. Yeah, I can see there's little letters on it. That's amazing. We'll have to, we'll have to dig out a proper photo of it and, um, and put it on the website somewhere. I actually think someone Japanese might be able to read it. <laughs> well, if we get any, um, any Japanese readers or viewers or listeners... I, th I, think it's, I think it's the European address warranty, actually. No, I, I honestly, honestly, it's it's. Uh, I, I, it's by, I mean, with a paintbrush, you're actually sort of doing the sort of Japanese style, aren't you? Yeah, I suppose so. Actually, that's so, true. Yeah, there's that, so that's actually really good. And um, I've also got some Simon's de Japanese demon things. Yay! So they're on the. They are too. such great little figures, aren't they? Yeah, those only. <laughs> yeah, the really only ones. Good. I love them. So yeah, I've got them on the go, and I've painted them bright red. Yes. No, they need to be bright, angry red. Yeah, exactly, sort of thing. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, that army's really, I mean, I'm, I haven't based any of it yet because I'm just waiting for, I've got, I'm in a race with Simon to see, I've, got, I've actually ordered my Veni Vici, um, Vici <laughs> banners uh, from, from the man himself. Okay. Ooh. And to plug him, Dave, Dave Vici, yeah. That's, that's the proper, well, the, the, the uh, medieval Latin pronunciation. <laughs> Rather <laughs> than the ancient Veni Vidi Vicky. Vicky. So um, I actually sent an order in and then just had to realise I'd missed out and wanted some more. And he actually was, he gave me back the postage. Oh, what a lovely good man. man. Plug for him. Well, excellent. It's good. Well, I, for, well for myself, it's been an, another typically eclectic week, but I have actually cracked through quite a lot of stuff. Um, I managed to almost completely finish off the same as you simon an army i was painting for roll call which would have been the other weekend which again was also new line but new line assyrians in 28 mil or 25 mil which is mm. one of the the 25 mil ranges that they do hidden away amongst um most of their stuff is 25 but it was the one i picked up at um 
devices last year, most of it in an army box set. I think they had a discount and the army box sets discounted and and it ended up super cheap until I bought like another 60 quid's worth of figures to round out the army. Um, but I think their chariots are something like a third the price of, of foundry ones. Yeah, and their, char- um, and their chariots are, um, I was surprised how well they paint up as well. They, they fit together nicely yeah. they, and they just pick up different colors. It's like, yeah. I was really impressed. No, I, th- I thought they were fantastic for, for 28. So, so the, they're, they're painted almost the same as my 15 mil army. They're ready. Um, when there was a bit of sunshine I, um, earlier this week, I got them out and even managed to um, matte varnish them with the old testers dull coat and do that. So I've now only got two bases of sort of semi-Egyptian um, javelinmen types to, to use as the javelinmen in that army. So you get a couple of mercenary javelinmen, which are quite handy for to go along with all your foot just to, to give you a little bit of extra shooting and, and give you a way to scare elephants that I'm, I'm literally got them on, on the desk in front of me. But so they're near, they're nearly finished. I've just done the, um, the flesh wash on them, which as I look them here is, looks really good. They do look kind of sort of Egyptian, Middle Eastern, but, but the flesh wash has really highlighted the fact that these, um, these 28 mil figures are cast with really prominent, um, nipples. Which, which the which the wash really just like makes stand out in a really quite disconcerting way. Um, so, so um, yeah, I, if, no problem you've done there. If sorry, if I if I um if I paint up um actually I, I I'll try this upside down with this weird video. If I hold them, I put my video back on and and hold this upside down. Um, whether this will actually show? Uh, can you see that? They're, they're just cold. Yeah, they're yeah. just not quite there. They're not quite yeah. there. But, but, um, the problem you've made there, Tim, is you've you've washed them in water that's far too cold. Far too cold. <laughs> that could be it. That's why they're too obvious. Oh, that's the one. So um, so these guys look great, but I think um, if I end up posting any photos of them on Facebook, Facebook's algorithm will probably censor them, and um, and I'll get a Facebook ban or something for a while, uh, which is the problem. So I've I've got them, and they come in a a pack of twelve, which gives you two to go on a siloid base and then um so you get a javelin javelin arm light infantry and then two bases with five for the javelin on it which is quite handy so then what else have i done i've also finished the that french um the sort of stuck together strips of old glory 10 mil people for uh, for napoleonic so i've got three ranks of about 15 16 across for um little teeny tiny 10 mil napoleonics so that's my fourth unit of infantry uh, done for for that and i've actually made a real big dent in the countless hordes of other napoleonic infantry as well um, so they are sort of poised for taking off the lolly sticks and then gluing onto bases and and basing and suddenly they will all spring into action are you just I, doing French, Tim, or are you doing any other nationalities as well? Well, at this point, I'm just doing French um, because I kind of, there's only so much you can actually do in one go. And I don't even know if I'll like the rules or, or know anything about it, really. Um, yeah. But I just do really like the look of the figures. And then then I've I've made a little bit more progress on on just two bases of those. I think I mentioned them last time, the ones I picked up in Provence, the um, Legio Heroica Arab Javelinman. So I'm, I'm giving them some sort of bright colours and and getting them ready to be based up. So they should definitely be done by next weekend. But but I think the, the big thing has been getting the Assyrians done 
Um, and then actually, I think, had I done the, um, trying to think if I'd done the main force lying down ultra modern infantry. Um, yeah, you, 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 um, you showed them last week. I showed them last week. Yeah. So I, I finished those, got the, um, which was super quick and, I've got some photos of those on the website already. <coughs> and, and I've also packaged a bucket load of stuff this weekend and started putting different bits and pieces on eBay. So I've got a load of 10 mil stuff that's up for sale as I'm just trying to fit some shelf space and I'm realizing that um, I've still got so much 10 mil stuff that I've got more than enough to play with and I can I can afford to, to let someone else benefit from um, my excessive painting and acquisitions from 10, 10 plus years ago on that one. So it's been quite busy on on that front but the the assyrians has been the, the big thing and i'm i'm kind of chuffed with them i just want to get these extra two bases done and then uh, i'll be able to get some pictures out of that as well Simon, you played this week. I think I saw on on Facebook you had another run through of your kind of author authorized Renaissance version of of Art de la Guerre. Yeah, so I thought um, since I couldn't get out and play with anybody, I thought um, since I had some, had some spare time, might as well um, get the, t the toys on the on the the floor, um, being my wargaming table, and played a game of um, ADLGR. So. Over the last few months, I've been doing a bit of an update, uh, which uh, Mr. Fingal has uh, very um, helpfully um, torn to pieces with his um, dreaded red pen, which has been muchly appreciated. For well, what? Simon, you can do better than that. You can do better. I respect his um, ability to translate my my logic into something that makes a bit more sense. So we had a, a, a game of. Um, a 30 years war battle of Tilly's early 30, 30 years war Germans versus Gustavus Adolphus uh, in the Swedes who invaded um, northern Sweden, northern Germany, sorry, in textbook, 1632. Textbook matchup. Yeah, yeah, so it's like yeah, a good classic um, uh, fight. So, um, yeah, it was quite good fun. So I played against myself just using the, uh, the normal ADLG rules and it worked Still quite lost. I still lost, uh, which was quite spectacular. So, um, so the voices in my head ha had some fun. Um, but yeah, it worked quite well. You know, the the rules to a great deal do lend themselves to playing solo. I mean, you can't be as easy, and um, so you, you can't um, try to be a bit, a bit fancy with some of the rules. But you know, a couple of hours of games and all that things happened. You know, yeah, just, early... that is true, isn't it? If you're dicing for each command in sequence. And it is, and it is. I go, you go. You can actually just walk around the other side of the table, and yeah, because the other piece person doesn't have a lot to react until there's actual combat or shooting, is there? No. And one idea that when Andy and I played a few games, he came up this good idea of you um, you roll your dice simultaneously for some of the bigger units. So because most of us use a um, a dice throwing cup, you can easily put the attacker dice and the defender dice together. And so you can get your um, your shooting rounds oh, and your melee rounds quite quick. So the the idea that Andy came up with when we were having a few practice games of getting the bigger these battle units, these bigger units, I came up with working. If you're playing by yourself, you can have you know the shooter um, shoots, the defender reacts yeah. to it, and just you know with one shake, 
and um, the game plays through quite quickly and then you're not worrying about, well, I rolled this, I rolled that. It's just like, shake, shake, boom. Okay, well, there's actually, the result. That's, that's really cute, actually. That's, it's super simple, but for doing a, a kind of solo game, just something to speed it up. Just two different colored dice in a cup for opposed dice rolls. Yeah, that's that's really cute. That's good. You actually need two color, two different colored dice for each side because a lot of the units are double based and okay. both both shoot at the same time. So when you're playing face to face, if if you've got a double front unit firing against one of his, um, your red die rolls against his red die and your white against his white. You just roll them all at the same time. Then it's easy to work out whether you've scored any hits or not. Oh, actually, so you could do the mutual shooting then with a, yeah. a red big and small and a white big and small then, so, and, and do that. Yeah. So you could do four. Okay. Yeah. God, that would really rattle it along, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's been, Andy and I have had a couple of games where, you know, in two hours we've had eight or you nine large result, pike yeah. and, eight or eight or nine large pike and shot units running around, 10 or so crashes on, on each, um, between the two of us, you know, clashing into, into each other, dragoons doing their thing, um, regimental artillery, artillery, and all the fun and stuff running while going through the rules and all that. And it's just like, it plays through nice and quickly, which is what you want. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. The, only thing, so, the only thing that doesn't work is when you've got cavalry charging downhill into artillery from behind. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> <laughs> well was, that, was that a dice moment? I found that difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. God. These guys are dead. Oh, no, they're not. Sounds brutal. Still fighting. <laughs> so, how how close are these rules to to you being happy to say that's that's kind of done? Do you think? Um, I'm reasonably happy with the rules so far. Um, I think now that they're at the point where need more people to pick at them and break them and see what yeah. what doesn't make sense. And the thing that probably needs the most people playing with is the thing we're all wargamers love to argue about points cost oh, right. <laughs> um, so i've tried to re reverse engineer what herve who wrote adlg i i think i've reversed engineered most of his formula to to create the units and i've then used that to make the renaissance version to give me something vaguely scientific more than uh that's about 12 points it's about 15 points that's good enough um so just now i need i think um, a few more people to start playing and break it and see what they like about it. And, and this um, is available on on the face on the ADLG Facebook group. Yeah, so it's um, the old version, which is the I think August edition, is available up there. The new edition will be out shortly. It'll be um, labelled as ADLG um, April 2020 edition. And in there, I've got um, Herve, the rules writer, has kindly let me release these as a free un, free supplement to play with. So you still need the free the, the actual rules. Um, but there's 82 army lists I've now done. Wow. And um, so I cover That's a from, lot of work. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple, you know, a couple hundred hours of flights back to Australia. Got a few hours to do things with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've got armies to cover from Western Europe all the way through to Japan from 1500 to 1699. So I've got the amulets, the rules, the quick reference sheets and all that. So they're all just PDFs that you can um, um, just download and play with and off you go.
as a number of um, people have noticed or mentioned or seen on Twitter and Facebook, um, sadly, it looks like um, someone who, who those of us, I'm guessing, apart from Simon, um, will remember from from our childhoods, one of the goodies, um, Tim Brooke Taylor, sadly passed away this week, and in a kind of hastily cobbled together and um, potentially slightly weird tribute, um, we've, and particularly being central London, and, and more particularly being a club that literally meets at Mornington Crescent um, <coughs> as the closest station to to our club um, in in its pub. What we've decided to do as a tribute to Timbrook Taylor, and, and partly because it's just quite a good idea anyway, um, and also partly because it would bemuse some of um, some of the people on this podcast and many of them listening to to recreate the great um, legendary British radio game that's been running for for, for many many years on um, I'm sorry I haven't a clue um, the great game Mornington Crescent but do it with a slightly slightly military um, theme to to tie in with the whole wargaming Timbrook Taylor and Mornington Crescent um, Central London War Games Club theme so there's there's six people here um, we're playing the um, the 1927 rules variant for those of you who who are aware of that and um, I think I'm Andy, you, you, and I think Andy, you're you're playing. Um, you're, you've got a proposal as well for for how this is going to fit in from um, from a kind of more continental perspective. I understand. Well, that depends. I mean, you know, I just, so it goes. Well, let's let's goes. maybe let's see how it goes and see if see if you feel the need to um, to interject, so to speak, at, at that point in time. So, so I think um, I've I've got a big bucket of dice here, and I'm. I'm rolling them on the table, and that's going to give us a running order for this. So it looks like. Um, so Simon, given you um, you clearly know nothing at all about what we're talking about whatsoever, um, I'd, I'd be delighted if you can um, if you can start us off. Yes, we'll start with Barbican Tube Station. It's good, good military name. Um, yes. Next up on the dice, uh, Dave. Um, Arsenal. Arsenal. Good one, very good uh, one. Andy. Well connected with force. Me. Um, well, from the arsenal, I'm I'm going to shoot forward several centuries and go to Lancaster Gate. I mean, they don't have Sterling or Halifax, so I'll just have to settle for Lancaster. Yeah, Sterling or Halifax would have been good, but we'd need to be, be bringing that the would um, make oh, it complicated. I mean, oh, since the, the old... beaching, since the beaching report, they wouldn't be able to do that. True. Yes, beaching stopped all that very much, so didn't it? Yeah. And Peter, um, you're next up. Well, I'll flip back a little bit time to West Ham and uh, the Pals Battalion there. The Pals Battalion in West Ham. I thought you were going to be talking about some of the many fights which have um, taken place well, in the games against Millwall. But um... well, you, you do have Millwall that goes up against it. But I found one that really hits it with the uh, the battalion's epic last stand with the West Ham Pals. No, that definitely makes sense then. Um, and so, um, so Tamsin, I think we're we're coming to you next. Um, for another military theme station that, that, that does connect to um, that does connect to to West Ham. That does connect to West Ham. I've got absolutely no idea there. Um, I think I'll. <coughs> I think we've had the Arsenal, which means the Gunners. Oh, Gunnersbury. Actually, that's a good one, is it? Because Gunnersbury. Yeah, Andy, that's that's a very clever move. Very clever move. Okay, that's sort of. That puts me in a bit of a bind, actually, because because getting back from Gunnersbury, if if you just come from West Ham, hmm, you know it's 
I'm almost in a I'm almost a pickle, but I think I'll I'll go I'll go Knightsbridge because Ooh. that's that's medieval. That's it's, it's a long way from, from Gunnersbury too, but I think the, the distance of centuries does make that a legal move. I think. Can, I think but can, can you bank the date? I, th I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Luckily, I, I, you know, we're, we're only okay. playing socially here, so so under stricter tournament conditions, that may not have been a legal, a legal. legal yeah, change. well, since, since since it's a tribute one, I think we'll allow it. We'll allow it. That's very good. A bit mean not to, I suppose. Okay, so we're back around Simon. Um, so as a, as a natural evolution of Knightsbridge, but keeping it on with Arsenal and Barbican themes. Um, it's a nice little street you can go down to, Cannon Street, where you can pick up a few cannons to knock down your Barbican and form an arsenal. Solid. Solid. It's straightforward. Um, Saunders, what about you? Where'd you go from well, Cannon Street? Uh, I'm getting... Uh, I'm, I'm continuing along the river. I'd go to Waterloo. Waterloo. Bit of a classic. Bit of a classic but that does open it up very much there's a lot of different connections from waterloo so so andy you've been given a bit of a gift from waterloo there what's what's your next move from waterloo well i'm going to go back to years in toilets um and yes i know that's in paris but from i think waterloo, we all know it's in paris yeah yeah no but basically from waterloo i've, I've checked this you go straight on the um uh the shuttle and it brings you into Gare du nord and then Garda Salitz is, you don't even have to change lines. It's, it's, it's a straight connection. But, you know, but I think, is the, um, the Anglo-French crossover rules allowed in, in a month um, with, that has a Y in it? Yes, absolutely. See, I think, but, but I think um, Andy's playing version one of the rules because the um, Eurostar doesn't go from Waterloo anymore. Uh, well, I know, if I know you're going to do things that were previously... It's 1927 version, remember? Yes. I'll go from the Waterloo one and I'll race you to Trafalgar. If you're wanting to go back to ones that aren't actually there anymore and the stations that aren't actually working anymore, and Trafalgar Station, which actually goes into the cannons, uh, was a station until 1979. Because I was so going to pick you up on that one. But, 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 yes. but actually, no, that, that's a classic. Just, and it was also just about two months before um, Austerlitz as well. I think that's a classic move, actually, Peter, because I think I'm not sure any of us had seen that, but. When someone's played the French card, that does allow you to go back certainly to at least the 60s. So that's that's very good. So again, so I'm digging out from a from a, a station which no longer exists. So there's really only one way to to do that. And you know, you've got to come out, you've got to go over ground. You've got so to go. I think you'll find the time next. And it's me that has to go after Peter. You may be right. Oh, I was I was trying to interject there. Yes, I'll be sorry. Were. Right, Tamsin, you're on. You're on. Yeah. I think so. I, so everyone's going to go to Trafalgar Square these days. One needs spats and hats, and the place to buy those, of course, is Brompton Road, which, so of the, course, is also another station which no is no longer in use. But what's its what's its military connection? Oh, Brompton Road. I because what the what the hell has Brompton Road got to do with war gaming? Well, Brompton Road, let's do with war. Oh, from 1932-ish, it was used as uh, Air Force headquarters mm -hmm. oh. until, until the 1950s. Very, very smart. So, so actually, because I thought I was safe interjecting there, but I was so keen to get away from Trafalgar Square because I had a relatively straightforward one. But, but Brompton Road is a little bit more challenging. Um, I think, you know, 
I can't go back to Knightsbridge. That's been done, and we're we're not playing we're not playing reversing rules. Um, so if if I reach out across the board um, and and move this, possibly Northolt, home of our home of RAF headquarters, Northolt. Anybody, anybody got any problem with Northolt? I know it's going out towards Zone Six, which is is sometimes considered unconventional in, in what this particular the genre. I live. It's still on the tube lines. So that's okay. We can um, still pass with that. Yeah, passport to get there. Okay, so Simon, over to you then. Eek. Um, I just think with um, um so I'm not even sure how I can link this one in. So. I think I might have to be soft and pass this one on to Dave because I'm not sure how I can get my next one in. Well, there's got to be a way. There's got to be. There's an out from Northolt if you if you think laterally. Look, you're new to the game. We'll help you out. Go on. What, do you, what were you thinking of? I've got Collingdale. That's. Uh, well, I've challenged that. one already. I'm not challenging another. Collingdale. What's what's the Collingdale military angle there, Simon? Um. So. Because I can see how it connects, you know. There's, um... So apparently, um, Collingdale was a um, Colin Dale was the nom de plume of T. Lawrence while serving in India. Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, so he did some uh, minor work of translating Homer's Odyssey and wrote a few uh, book reviews. He was in the RAF later. Oh, what? there he is. So a solid military he was connection. An RAF mechanic. A solid military connection, then. Okay. I did so, not know that. Do well, you, you've, you've dug that one out then. So, so Saunders, you're um, you're stuck in Collingdale. You're a long way north of the river. Um, we're weird. getting deep into the game. How weird! Because Collingdale was also a Kiss FM DJ. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> not the same man. Well, more noted for playing techno. Right. Okay. But but in terms of game terms, you know, and, and we're not even getting deep into the Barker written subclauses here. Ravier and techno, but never mind. We're, where do you go from? Um, where do you go from? Maida Vale. Maida Vale. Maida Vale. That's the Napoleonic Battle in eighteen oh six, wasn't it? Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maida. Wow. Dug that one it's out. In Italy. Um, so John Stewart, I think, beat the French under Rainier. My God, it, it's almost like there's a man with a paintbrush and Wikipedia in one of these little windows. It's incredible. Um, so Maida Vale, we're, we're back in town. Um, so Andy, um, yep. from Maida Vale then, it is now you. And I think Maida Vale's starting to get a bit of a, getting pretty deep into the game. We're starting to run out of options. Yeah, well, this one's going to be a little bit tenuous. Um, on uh, Talking of battle sites, I mean, this is one I've been to a few times, um, Stamford Bridge. And to get there, you have to go through Fulham Broadway. So yes. I'm going to say Fulham Broadway. And then Stamford Bridge, yes, you've got, you've got both the, the Chelsea and the Viking battle, which fits in with what you're painting. So, so given you are holding a paintbrush, that's, it is a bit tenuous, but the paintbrush probably gets, gets you away with it. If you weren't carrying the paintbrush, that would be an illegal move. Um, well, lucky I am. I'm, I'm painting up, I'm painting up some Huskars as we speak. There we I'm go. Made, I'm undercoating. That's them. a good fit. So then Peter, we've got, um, we've got one more from you. Well, you know, I've got to go back to the old war gaming adage. You turn up with Vikings. I'm going to turn up with an elephant. Elephant Castle, you know, you can't be ADLG bringing on the elephants. You've got to have the elephant storming in. It's the way to go. It's the way to win. <laughs> Slammed it in. I, I can see the connection. Yep. Yeah. So says the elephant man. There's there's two That's changes, but I can see the connection. Okay. So Tamsin, where where are you up to then now from um, from the good old elephant and castle? Well, I think we're going to stay stay south of the river and take the 
I take the lines around to Greenwich, I home of the Royal Artillery. Royal Naval College as well. Royal actually. Naval College and all of that. So. Uh, good, good, solid choice. Arsenal. So then, so that, that leaves me then. Um, so I, where do I go from Greenwich? Because you're stuck in the dome. I guess if you go around, the, uh, it depends whether using the, um, using the Emirates line is legal or not. Um, I don't know. Is it, is it operating at the moment, the Emirates line? I think that got closed down quite early, which yeah, I might it's, have, it's yeah. definitely self-isolating on the Greenwich on this on the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> self-isolating in one of those pods. So if so, if I'm not allowed that, then that really does push me back very, very close, very, very close to um, a normal pick-up and drop-off spot of Turnham Green, I think. Which obviously the the great English Civil War battle that almost never was up until its time. So, so Simon, I think. Turnham Green is, you know, I've been pushed into a corner there with with Greenwich, but but you know, I know you're new to this game, but fingers crossed, everybody, he doesn't spot it. What's your next one, Simon? My next one is Mornington Crescent. Oh, he's done hey, it! He's done it! He's done it! Oh, I thought the Antipodean might not spot it, but, but yeah. beginners luck, okay? Beginners luck. That really did open it. No, that was um, that was excellent. Congratulations, Simon. That was um. That was a beginner's luck does count, you know, but in wargaming, that's a great thing. So Yay. let's all um, raise a glass to the goodies and Timbrook Taylor. Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. Okay, then. So after that, we go back to um, that possibly not to be a regular feature. Um, we, we go back to a brand new feature that is almost regular. And Andy's quiz. So Andy, um, we're, yep. we're back again. We're making it into three weeks of your quiz. Um, we've got pretty much as obscure as I think it's possible to get already, but I'm sure you'll surprise us. So do you want to start us off with, um, with the answers from last week? Indeed. Okay. Well, as, as we did last week, I'll repose the questions. Let's see if any of you people uh, know the answers or how many of you do. The first question was, this is all about on the theme, oh, I think it's my leg. And the first question was about French General Latour Maubourg, who lost his leg at a battle and said to his servant, what are you crying for, you fool? From now on, you only have to clean one of my boots. And I gave you a choice of which battle that might have been at. Was it Landsberg, Leipzig, or Lutzen? So, someone have a go at this. Leipzig. Lutzen. It was Leipzig. And then again, uh, same choice of battles, but which of, the, of which of those did Napoleon say to Marshal Ney, you're covered in blood, to which Ney replied, none of it's mine except this bit where a bullet hit me on the knee. Lutzen. Was he at Correct. Lutzen? It was Look at this. I've painted up four units. I've become a genius. I know everything about the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> That's all it takes, Tim. That's all and it then, takes. And finally, and this is one which you probably uh, did know, at Waterloo, to whom, who said Duke of Wellington, by God, sir, I've lost my leg, to which he replied, by God, sir, so I have. So you have. Christopher Plummer. Who? Who? Christopher Plummer. <laughs> In the movie. Henry Paget, the Earl of Uxbridge, later the Marquess of Anglesey. 
that's Christopher Plummer. That, that was him. That was him. Well done. You'd struggle to get off Anglesey with one leg, wouldn't you? That's quite a long <laughs> way to start with. It's a big old well, bridge. Not the ad service to, to carry you around. This week's theme is called All at Sea. Right. Mm. First question is, Admiral Sir John Bing was executed by firing squad on the quarter deck of his flagship after being convicted by court-martial of failing to engage an enemy fleet. Which French contemporary writer noted, from time to time the English feel the need to shoot one of their admirals to encourage the others? Was it Molière, Rousseau, Voltaire or Zola? So that's question one. Okay. Question there's, two. There's, there's three French writers and a, and a midfielder from Chelsea. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. On second question, on 21st of October 1904, the Russian cruiser Aurora was damaged by shell fire. What was the nationality of the ship which attacked her? Was it German, British, Russian, or Japanese? Okay. Right. And Andy, Chris, this is this is weirdly straightforward. You know, I, I've I've heard of all four of those countries. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll find you better next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question three. In World War II, how many U-boats were sunk by squids? Naught, one, or more than one? Squids? Is that, uh, is that, the, plural of, is that the plural of squid? Uh, I, think yeah. I, I think I know the quick clue there. Oh, right. Okay. A okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a good um, good technical thing. So so we will, um, we will look forward to the onrushing tide of Andy's quid, quiz music. And, um, and with that, we will look out for the answers next week. So we're getting towards the tail end of this. I think we might even have done just over an hour this time, which is, is quite remarkable, probably even more when I edit in the huge amounts of cuts of music that, that we do hear from um, from Howard. So what have you guys got lined up um, for the rest of the week, painting-wise? If I, if I run around again, Peter, what do, you, what do you start on? Still more Normans and uh, Nerf guns. Normans and Nerf, Nibbleworth and Nerfers. Yes, Nerfers. Nerfers, because uh, then I'll actually have a German army for Flames of War, the Nerfs done. Um, I've got enough points then with the other stuff I've got. And with the Normans, uh, they were going to be for roll call and also the uh, AD ADLG one day at the club, which uh, unfortunately I've had a bit more time to paint, otherwise they'd have turned up curiously um, not painted. No. Okay. So more, more of the sound. Are they toad nebel worthers or are they that like really obscure one on the back of an armoured um, oh, for toad, proper stuff then? Uh, proper to uh, toad ones. Um, okay. not, nice little three of them. Uh, put down plenty of smoke, bit of an artillery barrage, and uh, have my um, um, infantry and tanks go storming in. That's mm. the basic idea of them. You know, really wildly, classic. Wildly, inac like. wildly inaccurate, I hope as well. Absolutely. Uh, that's why they put down a massive barrage and everything just charges in behind it. Good. Nice, nice week to look forward to, Mr. Lee Ray Mayer. What about you? I'm doing something completely different this week. So I'm um, painting up some mixed units for my medieval armies of um, mixed spear or pikemen and bowmen. Is that 15s or 25s? Uh, 15s, yeah. 
15th. So, so um, I bought a whole bunch of the museum miniatures as, as part of their January 20% off sale. So a whole bunch of crossbowmen and longbowmen and pikemen with um, big pavises so I can put decals on them. Because yeah, I actually have those at 15 mil. Oh. <laughs> really well done. No, those pavises are huge, aren't they? They take a real good um, little picture that you can paint on. I've, I've got some of those as well myself on um, that I use with the sort of Scots and the, the Flemish mm. pikemen. Very, very good. Okay. So we should see some decals in action then yep. by the end of next week. All right. Tamsin, what's on, um, what's on your list? Carrying on with the Wars of Roses army. I should finish painting the last 24 Longbowmen tomorrow. Then it's varnishing and getting the whole lot based start. Uh, so after that, we'll be starting on the Billman. Okay. So even, even more closely densely packed infantry with spiky bits and yeah. stuff like that. Okay, more periplastics. Dave, going, going around the screen, you'll just samurai, samurai the lot. You'll have come up with three different ways of painting them, will you? I've still got loads and loads of samurai. I'm not even halfway through the samurai. So it's just samurai forever. Samurai forever. Yep. And um, Andy, I've painted up a, a very nice little uh, Jean d'Arc. That's the correct flag. Okay. One of your medieval armies as well. Right. Yeah. Just as a side project. And, and Andy, are you still chunking through Vikings or is this, this project now the end in sight? No, no, no. The engine isn't in sight yet. I'm, um, I've got at least two packs. I've got two packs of Huskarls to do. I've got a, um, about 14 LMI bow, a uh, couple of skirmish light infantry, and um, when, whenever you're able to, you, you'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish the deal that we kindly did with me on that medium infantry. Yeah, no, they, they should go in the post um, first thing in the morning, actually. They're all boxed up, ready to go, and um, ready to jump in the post. That's... Um, some of those two oh, dragon okay. ones that I've got far too many of heading their way to you. Um, That's why I'm not chasing you, but, but do, do, do let me know in some way uh, yeah. how we can organise payment. Nope, no problem at all. Yeah, because okay. that the usual thing of buy me a pint next time I see you doesn't really work, does it, at the moment? So um, <laughs> like, we will probably have to arrange <laughs> some sort of pay pump. Probably find a whiskey or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, inflation by the time of then. <laughs> I think I've, I've just got, say, these um, these handful of 28 mil um, big nippled Egyptian soldiers to... To finish off and then i suspect i will be deep into basing basing up huge quantities of napoleonic foot so so i think dave you do need to still send me an army list so i know how many units to put together with one and two and zero skirmishes in front of them if, if that's so, possible so, so these so these egyptians is their commander in Ephrititi? oh god how yeah. i'm just i'm gonna have to, have to look back on the timeline and see how many how long it actually took you to wheel that one out it's kind of the spirit of carry on films does still live does still live okay carry right, well, on. well on on um, on that fabulous fabulous note to end on um a joke from 1958 um to, to bring us back up to up to the modern world so look um thank you everybody for taking part thank you everybody for listening again um we will be chucking out another one of these in about a week's time as well um, we'll try and get some pictures up of, of some of the stuff that we've done as well. If anybody's got anything they want us to, to blather on about, ping us an email or via the website or, or get in touch. Um, and otherwise, um, hopefully we will get another episode of this. I, I did get yet another bit of feedback through, I think, Facebook this time from someone who said, um, this was great to listen to while I was re-grouting the bathroom. Um, so, <laughs> so another, possibly an even more... 
an even more wow. ringing endorsement than I listened to this while waiting for Tesco's to open. So, so we're certainly fulfilling a niche um, <laughs> war gaming world here. So wow. once again, um, goodbye from me. Goodbye from anyone else Bye. here. Bye. See you guys. Bye, see everyone. everyone. All right. And we will, um, we will see you all in a week's time. Thank you very much. Bye.